Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, series two, episode three. In the show, we like to visit the places of your Irish ancestors and bring their stories to life. Before we start, do remember any resources or references we mention in this episode, they can be found in the show notes at a letterfromireland.com forward slash 203. Now, if you're interested in how your Irish surnames came about and the strands of Irish story and heritage wrapped up in them, well then, you've come to the right place and fall to a stock, which means welcome in. But today, just for the time of year that's in it, we're going to focus on a particular first name, Valentine, and St. Valentine and the story that connects him with love and romance. St. Valentine, as you know, is the patron saint of love, and Ireland was once known as the Island of Saints and Scholars. And as this is a show from Ireland, I'm delighted to tell you that we have a special connection with St. Valentine here in Ireland too. And an unusual and interesting feature of Valentine's Day here in Ireland is that you might come across Irish couples on a romantic date in a church in Dublin City. Now, bet you never thought that a church would be a romantic place to bring your date. Well, come to Dublin, forget the speed dating, and join other love-seeking individuals who turn up at St. Valentine's Shrine looking for help in finding that special one. Many single people believe that a little intervention from St. Valentine himself will help them find that special someone. So a prayer at the Shrine of St. Valentine might be just the ticket for finding your one true love. Bet you never thought a church visit could be romantic. So all that and more in store for you listeners on the Letter from Ireland show today. And a happy St. Valentine's Day to you all. So let's start today with a letter called Dropping In on St. Valentine. Listeners, why don't we take a trip to Dublin City? Head over to Whitefriar Street and there we'll come upon the Church of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. If you've ever had a chance to visit Whitefriar Street in Dublin City, do take a few moments to head into this lovely Church of Our Ladies. The chances are that you'll not be alone, especially if it's February 14th, St. Valentine's Day. It's likely that you'll see a few couples on that day stopping at a shrine on the right-hand side of the church. This is where you will find the remains and relics of St. Valentine. Many couples come here to ask for his guidance in their lives together. Maybe some of our listeners have visited Dublin and seen the relics already in Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church. I know you're wondering, how did St. Valentine's relics arrive in this part of the world? Well, that's a story for another day, or maybe one you can look up if you're a happy Googler. However, I thought it would be nice, as love is in the air, to share a story of St. Valentine, and then we'll have a look at how his name worked its way into some of the families of Ireland. And I think we might get my Cotlands to come in and help us there. 
the light comes with a February flower. Very little is known about St. Valentine. In fact, it is unsure as to whether he was a single person or a combination of a few early saints. However, we're not going to let the facts get in the way of a good story. One of my favourite legends of St. Valentine goes something as follows. Valentine was a Christian citizen of early Rome who possessed special healing abilities. One day, a jailer arrived to see him, accompanied by his young daughter who had been blind from birth. He had heard of Valentine's healing powers and was wondering if he could cure even this permanent situation. Well, Valentine gave the man ointment for his daughter's eyes and asked for her to return to him each week. Over time, Valentine also became a teacher to the little girl. He described the world around them and the world of books, and over time she learned to see the world through his eyes. Even though the little girl's sight was never restored during this time, the girl and her father returned to Valentine each week faithfully. However, one week Valentine was no longer there. He had been arrested for his religious beliefs and his medicines were destroyed by the authorities. He had also been sentenced to death. From his prison cell, Valentine wrote one last note to his little friend and handed it to the jailer for his daughter. Valentine was executed the following morning. The jailer went home and gave this note to his little girl. She opened it and felt a flower inside. And as the little girl pointed her eyes down to the flower in her hand, she saw the brilliant colours of a yellow crocus flower for the very first time in her life. Her eyesight had been restored. She asked her father to read the message and all it said was, From your Valentine. And so we have the tradition of giving tokens of friendship and love at this special time of the year. Now, isn't that a story worth believing? Perhaps all those couples in Whitefriars Church in Dublin are looking for a similar light of love in their life together. A wonderful poet and friend of ours on the Letter from Ireland show is Mr Cormac Lally. Now, Cormac has a modern take on the romance of Valentine's Night, and I'm sure you'll find the following poem hilarious. It brings us bang up to date and into the 21st century. I can tell you I found it very difficult to keep from laughing out loud while we were recording it. So, over to Cormac for his wonderful Valentine poem called Valentine's Blues. So this is a true story. This didn't happen to me. This could happen to anyone. This is called Valentine's Blues. So I finally picked up the courage to ask out this woman I fancied. She seemed a sweet lass. She smiled at me, winking. She called me a knave. I was feeling like Lazarus just out of his grave. So Valentine's feast was the night that I chose. So I showered and shaved. I threw on my new clothes. Dinner, a movie, maybe a gig, a drop of wine, who knows? Maybe something to twig. So I timidly knocked on the door of her flat. What I saw could have knocked me clean out with a bat. She was a vision of beauty. Her smile had me dazzled. Affecting her, says she, would just go on the razzle. 
Well, I was agape and aghast and my mind couldn't deal with her Valentine's notions just didn't appeal. I was thinking of dinner and taking things slow. When into a nagging, she started to mow. She pulled me into a pub. I ordered a round. She knocked them both back without making a sound. And she repeated this motion like I wasn't there. Then she proceeded to climb up on top of a chair and a table. And then the counter of the bar. And in a gyrating motion she started to sway. Till her clothing was reduced to scant disarray. And this is not how I pictured my date with this honey. With the boys from the rugby club now throwing her money. I tried to remind her that we were there as a couple. When in came her ex-husband and that started the trouble. Well, bottles got broken and tables got smashed and my Valentine's notions got thoroughly dashed. My dream had turned into a nightmare, no doubt. It took all ten bouncers just to try to get her out. She screamed we were finished. It was over, alas. So I went to the nightclub as I had a free pass. And so now, as the 14th of February's nigh, to all notions of romance, I yield but a sigh. And to you, Romeo, dreamers, let this be a lesson, a cautionary tale, and a candid confession. That your Juliet might be just a hole in your head. Before dating, stalk that chick on Facebook instead. And look for a few of the obvious signs. The ring on her finger, the fondness for wines. And don't be fooled on the 14th and think long and hard about Hallmark's invention to make us buy cards. Well, I hope you were able to follow Cormac's wonderful County Offaly accent there. And wasn't that a fun poem? I'm sure none of your Valentine's nights have turned out like that. But if they did, do write in and let me know. I'd love to hear. I particularly like the line in Cormac's poem when he knows all chance of romance for the evening is gone out the window and his date hops up and starts dancing on the tables. How about you, listeners? Did you have any poems or rhymes that were composed for love one on Valentine's? Do let us know. We'd love to hear them. Up next on the show is our surname of the week. Each week on the Letter from Ireland show, we'll take a look at some surnames. And in our surname slot for this week, why don't we have a look at a surname that's linked with the first name Valentine? So I'll hand over to Mike now to explain this particular naming tradition. Over to you, Mike. Well, thanks, Corina. So let me start by asking our listeners, is there a Valentine in your family? Do you have a Valentine in your family tree? I know two Valentines myself. It's quite a popular boy's name here in Ireland. However, it's almost always shortened to Val. As you probably know, most Irish families had first names, often saint names, that were very popular in their family. Sometimes the first name was even popular right across a particular surname. I have one myself. Michael is a very numerous name across the Collins surname, very over-represented compared to a lot of other surnames, and was so even before the big fella came along. Now, we discovered that the name Valentine, the forename, was particularly popular in parts of Galway, especially in the Connolly, Keneally, Kelly, King, Duggan and Mannion families. Over in Dublin and Wicklow, the Burns seem to enjoy using the name for the newborns. Other names that have quite a few Valentines amongst their ranks were the Ryans, Walshes, Brooks, Browns, Murphys and Russell families. Are any of those names in your family tree? Now, if I look at the 1911 census, there are 633 Valentines listed as forenames, and they're fairly evenly spread across the counties. 
It also seems to be quite evenly spread across all faiths, Roman Catholic, Church of Ireland, Presbyterian, Methodist, and so on. Now, Valentine can also be a surname as well as a forename. So, if again we go back to the 1911 census, we'll find 312 listings for the surname Valentine. And they're mostly found in counties Dublin and Wicklow, where it basically arrived from England in just the previous few centuries. So that's it. That's our surname of the week, Valentine, which is also, of course, a forename found across very particular families and fairly localised into specific counties. Thanks very much for that, Mike. Very interesting how many surnames are actually linked with the first name Valentine. And I was just thinking as you were saying that how there's actually somebody in my own family through marriage called Valentine. But we never refer to him as Valentine, always just Val. So I even forgot that his name was Valentine. So thanks so much again, Mike. And now that brings us to the end of our third episode on Series 2 on the Letter from Ireland show. I do hope you've enjoyed our chat and the story of St. Valentine and had a giggle or two at Cormac Lally's poem, Valentine Blues. You might be able to steal a line or two of that for your own Valentine cards. Also, many thanks as it's Valentine's and I know many of our listeners like to hear some of the Irish language in the programme and we'd like to say our thanks in Irish are, as we say, os gwaelga, grow August Buikas. Gra meaning love and Buikas meaning thanks. So Gra August Buikas, love and thanks. Gra August Buikas to Mike for filling us in on those family surnames linked to the first name Valentine. I'm sure some of our listeners discovered their own Irish ancestors' surname among them. I look forward to having your company again next week and as always, do remember any resources or references we mention in the episode, go and find them on the show notes at a letter from Ireland.com forward slash two zero three. So to finish today's show, I'd like to wish you all a happy Valentine's Day on February 14th or Osgoilaga in Irish we say Lo Fela Valtin Dev Galer. Happy Valentine's Day to you all. Lo Fela Valentin Div Galer Slon. Just before we go, thanks again for listening. And if you have enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we invite you to check out our special membership area called The Green Room. You can find full details of The Green Room at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. And remember there, green room is all one word. The Green Room is the essential resource for anyone at any stage in researching their Irish heritage. It's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. You get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The Green Room is the perfect place to be for anyone starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So do come and join us at aletterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Well, that's it for me. And I'll be back next week with another installment of The Letter from Ireland Show. 
Look forward to chatting with you then. Slán Karina.